Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Thursday, December 22nd. I've got a couple of good songs and then the message from the Word of God. All right, as we get ready to look in the Scripture, you're going to need to hold your finger in several places in the Bible if you're turning and reading with us. If that is a possibility, I'd appreciate it if you turn to Romans chapter number 8. We're going to be looking at one verse in each of these texts. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. Also, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5. Now, all of these verses, actually, you've probably memorized, or at least when you hear them, it'll jog your memory that you know these verses well. But I'm beginning a message, and I'm preaching a message that will be beginning a little series of some sermons that we preached here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. And this is entitled, Are You In? And it's dealing with evidences of salvation. And so we'll be dealing with that for the next few days. And I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Romans chapter number 8, and then 2 Corinthians. We'll be looking at two places in 2 Corinthians. We'll start with Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter number 8, very, very familiar chapter, more than likely the entire chapter. I'm going to read only verse number 1. I've got a short title, that's surprising, and uh, perhaps a short message. And uh, you'll be surprised there too, won't you, if that's how it turns out. But uh, so if so, it'll be surprise, surprise, amen. <laughs> uh, we'll see if that's how it turns out or not. I mentioned Romans chapter 8, and that's where we'll begin reading. Look also, if you will, hold your place in Second Corinthians chapter number 5, and then also Second Corinthians chapter number 13. We'll look at these three places for my text tonight as well. All these verses that I'm going to read are familiar. Most of them you probably have memorized. And uh, if not, they're good verses to commit to memory and uh, place in your memory there. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now, I like that little word now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I'm going to read that again, and there's two words I want to emphasize. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are, and here's the words, in Christ. Amen. In Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 17. Again, very familiar verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, there's our two words again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, before I move off of, on to chapter 13, let me say something about verse 17 there. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I believe the old things passed away may just happen in your heart, and nobody can see that. But all things become new. He said, behold, that means you can see something there. 
When somebody genuinely gets saved, there's things take place in your heart that others cannot see. But there'll also be some things take place outside that others will be able to see. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 13 and verse number 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. I looked at the word in Christ Jesus. I looked at the words in Christ. This time I want to look at the words in the faith. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. I want to try to preach tonight on this thought. Are you in? Jesus is still praying. Now he said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Amen. When a person gets saved by the grace of God, they are translated out of the kingdom of sin and Satan and into the kingdom of His dear Son. That's what the Bible says, right? Translated out of darkness and into light. But when we become, when we get in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness hates us. Amen. When we get in the kingdom of Christ, God's dear Son, the kingdom of Satan hates us. And they'll do everything they can to trip us up. Amen. And I'm not just talking about friends that will offer you things. It's amazing how that all of a sudden everybody will have a TV that's hooked on some kind of pornography site. Amen. Everybody will have some kind of uh, new drugs they want you to try or new alcohol they want you to try or some kind of new thing that they want you to do. Everybody, And they'll offer it to you. They'll pay for it. Give it to you. But I'm not just talking about what people will offer you. I'm talking about what the devil will do and the temptations of the mind and the troubles that will come upon us. Amen. As a child of God. And yet Jesus said, I'm not asking you to take them out of it. I'm just asking you to protect them from it. Not take them out of the world. Amen. He didn't rapture us the moment we got saved. But he left us here. He left us here for a purpose. Amen. Amen. So I say this, when we become Christians, we are not all at once removed from this earth, but we are protected by our God. Amen. We are in the hand of Christ, he says in John chapter 10, and Christ is in the hand of God. Amen. And nobody's able to pluck us out of either one of their hands. Amen. That's what he said. We are protected by the hand of God. We are no longer a part of this wicked world system. We've been changed on the inside. Amen. We have the Holy Ghost living on the inside. We grow day by day as we study God's Word, as we learn God's Word, as we walk in the Spirit. All that time we are being guided and we are being protected by the mighty hand of our God. Amen. Again, going along with some of what Joshua said, we are on foreign soil. We are in enemy territory. If you're a soldier of the Lord, if you're a soldier for Christ, you're on foreign soil in enemy territory. But we are protected by our Heavenly Father. Amen. We will have to daily contend with the flesh, the world, and the devil. Amen. But even in that, we are protected by our God. Amen. Amen. 
we've all heard stories and, and, and heard preaching. People preach about, for example, the city of Corinth, how wicked Corinth was. Turn to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 1. Paul the apostle, he knew what Corinth was like in his day. And he wrote two, actually wrote three letters. We have two of them preserved for us in the King James Bible. Amen. And we don't need to go looking for the lost letter. Amen. God preserved what he inspired. Corinth was a very wicked city. And yet Paul writes to believers in Corinth. Look at verse number 1, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth. So there was a church in Corinth, that wicked city. Look at what he says about them. Which, church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. There's our phrase again, isn't it? Called to be saints with all that uh, in every place called upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. It goes on grace and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So he's talking about the fact Corinth was a wicked city, and yet there were believers in Corinth. How could those believers in the midst of Corinth, not be polluted by the evil that was surrounding them? The answer is they were in Christ. That's what he said. That's the very phrase he used. You are in Christ Jesus. Sanctified means set apart. Amen. This cup, for example, is sanctified. We had two cups up here. One of them was for Philip. The other was for me. We didn't both drink out of the same cup. This one's just for me. Amen. When God saved us, we're for Him. We're not for the world. Amen. Amen. We're not to be a part of the world. We're set apart for God. Amen. How can we be kept from the evil? I'll tell you how. If we are in Christ, we are protected by the mighty hand of God. Amen. Amen. These Corinthian believers could be protected by the Holy Ghost and by the hand of God, even though they were surrounded by heathens in a wicked city. Amen. You and I, likewise, can be protected by the Holy Spirit and by the mighty hand of God, even in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine His lights, Paul said to the Philippians. Amen. America's getting worse and worse, friend. I'm talking about morally. Social media has not put a damper on, on those kinds of sins. It's, put, it's poured gas on it. It's spread it further and further and further. Amen. Our world's getting more and more decadent. Even now, they say things on the news, on our Christian station, they say things on the news that when I was a boy, you didn't even talk about those things. I know about lost people a lot of times didn't even talk about some of those things. You know why? Because we've got coarse, we've got crude, we've got used to those kind of things being talked about. And the morals has gone down. But listen, our morality is not to be based on the move of culture or the slide of culture. No, our morality is to be based on this book. What this book said was wrong 2,000 years ago is still wrong today. What this book said was right 2,000 years ago is still right today. I know culture changes, but the book don't change. Amen. And that's what we've got to base our beliefs upon. Amen. Our beliefs, we've got to base all those things On the Word of God. So they were in a wicked city, yet they were protected by God. You and I can be as well. Let let me give you a picturesque illustration. I thought about this last night. Pin these things down. Suppose you are shipwrecked on a on a deserted island. Every deserted island that I've ever read about in books or saw on TV when I was a boy, 
every deserted island, somewhere there's a piece of paper, amazingly, and a pen or a pencil that you could write a note and a plea for help. Amen. Now you're out in the, you're out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean. You don't even know what ocean. You're out in the middle of somewhere shipwrecked and you washed up with nothing but a dry piece of paper, amazingly, and a pencil that'll work. And you pin down or you write down S-O-S. Amen. Help quickly. 911, whatever. Amen. You, you pin all that. You're asking for help. Amen. You give the coordinates the best you know. Amen. And you, you decide I'm, I'm going to send that out and hope some ship will, will pick it up. You don't just wad that piece of paper up and throw it out in the ocean because it won't last out there. But what you do is you look around and another amazing thing on all those deserted islands, there's an empty bottle with a cork cap that'll seal that thing up. <laughs> and so the thing you do is you, you take that letter, you write the SOS on it, you shove it down in that bottle, you put that cork in there, seal it up real good, and you throw that thing as far as you can throw it out through there, right? How is that little fragile piece of paper protected in the midst of a devastating storm? It's sealed up inside the bottle. It is in something that is protecting it. Amen. As a child of God, if you're saved by the grace of God, amen. It don't matter where you are. It don't matter what's going on around you. God has put you in, amen. And He sealed you in by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And He will protect you by His mighty hand. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that no harm will ever come to us, but I'm saying, eternally speaking, we are sealed. Amen. Saved, sealed, and as good as well as delivered. Amen. Amen. We have been placed in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like that note being placed in that body bottle. Ephesians chapter number 2. Joshua read this, and I was intending on it. Let me just turn. You don't have to, or you can. If You can get there nearly as quick as I can. Ephesians chapter number 2, uh, verses 11, 12, and 13. I think Joshua might have read verse number uh, 12, I think. But let me, let me read these. Verse 11, 12, and 13. Wherefore, remember, and it do us good to remember, as he said, that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, what's these next three words? In Christ Jesus. Ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Amen. What's the difference? What made the difference when we were before without Christ? But now we are in Christ. Amen. I ask the question, are you in? Amen. If you're in, there's a, uh, there is a true spiritual understanding. Amen. There is a tremendous secure, I'll say, protection. Amen. And then number three, I believe it means there is a total satisfaction. Amen. A total satisfaction. Turn back to Psalm 107, book of Psalms, chapter 107. Psalm 107. And two verses, verses 8 and 9. I know this is Old Testament. But he's, this, this whole Psalm, Psalm 107, over and over is talking about, well, it starts off, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm glad I'm redeemed. Amen. 
Redeemed. So it's talking about redemption. It's talking about deliverance. Being saved. He's talking about all these... Oh, that men would praise the Lord. All right, look at verse number 8. Uh, Psalm 107, verse number 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Amen. He satisfieth the longing soul. Isn't that what He said? Amen. He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Right? Filled. You know what it means to be filled? It means to be satisfied. Satisfied. He satisfies the hungry or the longing soul. He filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Amen. It's sad to watch people in our world, people that Populate our world running here and there and everywhere looking for satisfaction and finding it not. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day. And God bless you.